You're listening to And you're listening to the Collabcast, a podcast about pop culture and the creative life from an Asian American perspective. Welcome to episode 139 of the Collabcast. It is Monday, September the 25th, 2017. It is... Officially fall. Officially fall. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah. yeah. It's autumnal. Autumnal. <laughs> I'm it. so excited to be past summer because the summer was sucky. Um, no, but it wasn't. <laughs> Drama queen. <laughs> My name is Mervyn Yeh. I'm Minji Chang. And we are your hosts for this weekly look at pop culture and Asian America. Um, and Amongst this, other things. And this week, we are joined by a very special guest. You've heard his lovely Australian-tinted voice um, <laughs> earlier. Um, you may have seen him in such classics as Tokyo Drift, Sisterhood of the classics. Traveling Pants, and the latest season of Westworld. Yeah. What? what? Welcome, Leonardo Nam. Thank you very much. I appreciate oh, it. Oh, also, he is the spokesperson for the 2018 edition of the HBO APA Visionaries program, which we will be talking about extensively yeah. in a bit. Great. Thanks so much yeah. for being here, Leo. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Uh, a pleasure. <laughs> always, always fun. I just to love hearing you talk. I yeah. just like keep talking, Leo. <laughs> Do you want to read us an article from like? <laughs> I think the last time we Newsweek. crossed paths was um was it the KYCC thing or? No, I, well, we, I saw you at the Cape Gala. Yes. Mm, yeah. Sorry. That was already almost a year ago. It was. Yeah. Wow. So it's been fun. But I think I've digitally talked to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot. Yeah. We're always, like, we're a tight community. Yeah. The world's small. And it's been quite a year. Like, we always Tis. say there there hasn't was. been, there's ups and downs, but there hasn't been a better time to be Asian American in media than today. So much going on, so many opportunities, so, so many... So much relevance. So yeah. much relevance, yeah. <laughs> but, we, but we know that the struggle has been real for quite a while, so <laughs> it's nice that uh, other people are jumping on board and, and interested. Yeah, <laughs> you know, finally getting uh, uh, our voices uh, heard and uh, all the years that collaboration and other uh, community uh, organizations have been trying to, you know, be out there and being like, hey, you know, we exist and these stories are real <laughs> and, you know, um, these are these other stories that we have. It's great to kind of uh, see that uh, so much more has starting to kind of be uh, unpacked. Right, Yeah. right, absolutely. Yeah. I like that word, unpacked. Unpacked, unpacked. yeah, there's a lot. Unpack there's a it. lot to unpack. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I'm, and I'm moving now. So yes. like right, right. Minji is going through a new life phase, that yeah. of home ownership. <laughs> And she's been busy this week. Uh, we've been we've, weeks. we've been working on our conference, but she's also been working on her house mm. with contractors and painters. And, yeah. And apparently, I'm helping you move, Adulting. but you haven't packed yet. So what's going I on there? I am packing. I've just started disassembling my life. Now then, I have to pack it up. <laughs> <laughs> so the first part is like tear it all apart. And then put it places and sell it and whatever. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations for making it to the home ownership portion of your life ahead of me. Portion no, of your no, life. No, no jealousy. Like Seriously. <laughs> yeah. This is a long road of real estate ahead of me. So what does it feel like to be an Asian homeowner? <laughs> well, first of all, no, 
I never thought I'd be one. <laughs> I never understand why people always say that first. They always say, oh, what does it feel like to be an Asian something, like an Asian chef? And you're like, like what about, how are you being how as a white How the hell did I not like, know like, yeah. what it's like? It's just like a regular thing. Anyway. As an, it as feels an like Asian being a chef, something. except I'm Asian. Except yeah. I'm, yeah. <laughs> Except, or, or rather, and I take my shoes off. Yeah, I'm Asian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Except there's ghost rice all over my house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm really good with chopsticks. Main thing about Details. Asian homeowners: just take off your shoes. Yeah, big time. Did you see that? Um, there was a um, life hack article about the utility of chopsticks because they apparently this writer just discovered that you can use it to poke things. You can use it to. <laughs> uh, welcome to wow. the wonderful world of yeah. chopsticks. Yeah. Only you could see my dance. Um, speaking of first of all, I'm sure we'll hear all about your home ownership adventures on Minji's oh, new yes, podcast. First of all, yes, first of all, oh, oh you. <laughs> but uh, every week on this podcast, we go around our imaginary table to our, talk our about table. <laughs> to talk about table. what's yes. on our mind in the world of pop culture in Asian America. And this week, let's start with our guest, Leo. What's on your mind? Uh, you know, yesterday or a couple days ago, I um, I saw Daniel Day Kim. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, he's an absolute legend. Uh, I uh, I was fortunate enough to present him with an award uh, for the Asian Pacific Americans uh, Friends of Theatre, and I um, I presented. Well, I rather introduced him, uh, and it was so interesting to uh, look through someone else's uh, life and their work and what they've done um, in in the lens of. Um, of you know introducing them in, in this kind of community, and it was so wonderful. You know, I you you don't um, hear about a lot of um, someone's journey at the beginning, yeah, um, and the the ups and downs and the bumps and um, you know, truth be told, yes, we as Asian people a lot of time do look younger than uh, <laughs> counterparts, that, you know, and um, you don't realize how how. Um, and I mean this in, in the best of ways, in the most respectful <laughs> ways, how old uh, some people are. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. so, you know, Daniel Day Kim or DDK, as some people call him. Um, uh, he loves the DDK. Loves the DDK uh, or uh, Hyong, I guess some people would call him. Uh, <laughs> Those are lucky enough, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it, 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 it really was brilliant to... To, and such an honor to look through uh, a lot of his work. I actually had called a mate of mine who is a very big uh, theater um, person in, in the theater world to kind of, you know, just before, um, to kind of, you know, see if there were any stories that they had. You know, he's been following theater in New York and around the world for quite some time. And when I told him that I was uh, introducing uh, Daniel, he just was like, <laughs> just like jumping on that and, and it kind of warmed my heart. Yeah. Uh, not kind of, it really did. It's and, warming my heart right now. I didn't even get to like... <laughs> yeah, and just to see how much he's done, the kind of work he's done. Um, and and um, and now also, of course, folding in um, the, uh, the him paving the way for, for many different um, performers that are... Uh, uh, especially with what happened with the Hawaii Five O um, situation, yeah. is just amazing, you know. To, to and then to also see him standing strong yeah. and saying, "Hey, yeah, I'm actually in here for this, except this award, but I'm also going off to do Hellboy." So I just thought it was a wonderful moment. Yeah, that's the. Um, I don't think we've announced it on this podcast oh. since the. Yeah, because it's been yeah well, because last week was clip, our clip show. Clip show. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, so shall we announce Kim it now? Is now? Yeah, we are now playing yeah. um, Captain Daimyo in the new Hellboy, taking the place of Ed Screen, who graciously stepped down. 
amidst the uh, whitewashing controversy. Right. The most recent one. The most, most recent one. one. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I've met, I've met Daniel so many, how many, I, at least seven, eight times at this point. And yeah. he has just a very, okay, I've met a lot of different people that are, that I'm fans of, right? And he's definitely one of them, but he has a very reassuring presence yeah. because he's so unassuming mm-hmm. and he's very right. dignified. And I just think that that spills over to everything that he does in like his choices career-wise, right? Because I don't know. I just feel like there's such a strong presence of him in what what he chooses to do. Not like you know what I mean. You could have like your agent or your manager kind of manip- being the puppeteer. Yeah. But I feel like Daniel's very much on his own two feet, and yeah. he's very grounded in. Very I'm much. an artist. I'm a you know. I'm a very smart businessman too. I don't know. I just like I have so much respect for him. Yeah, and, like, and it was it was very obvious um, in in talking to him. Uh, there that he really is a, a quite a prolific businessman and you know he was saying that hey if I haven't learned something about the business in the amount of years that he's been in there yeah. then you know I mean um, uh, it, it's all, it, basically to say that he has now started off his production company and he's um, sold seven shows in three um, pilot seasons uh, which, is, which is huge yeah. you know to have power uh, behind Behind the uh, camera and in the development world, to be in the room, yeah, um, fighting those fights. And I've got to be, you know, he was saying that he, even now, even though he has brought these projects, he's still fighting the fight. Yep. Um. So go yeah. DDK. That's awesome. And you guys are buds. I mean, you guys have been. And this, we'll yep. talk more about this in, in this segment when we talk about you. But yeah. like both of you guys have been in the game, really putting in the hours and and the auditions and working on the craft and the business and all that stuff. I mean, I don't know. I think it's so sweet that he's, he's your young. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, like, you know, so... when, when I I I saw him, it was a, a great moment to be like, yeah, to, to say, hey, what's up, mate? How you doing? Yeah. After all these years, you know, I I have uh, known him for many many years, um, and just wonderful to see how he. How his career uh, continues to to bloom and blossom. Um, go, mate. Go. Go, yes. you good thing. Go, you good thing. I mean, it's funny. He does have a very reassuring voice, which, like, if you just look at his face, he kind of looks a little scary a little bit. Yeah. Like, he's like the older, well, like, Korean, Korean man. Men but, do. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, you hear him talking, he's like, just keep talking. It's just like, he's like, everyone's young. Yeah, you know? he's like, got the, the honey. Yeah. <laughs> he kind of talks like this. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, so that was a, a, awesome. a really interesting and great moment, I thought, um, because to come face to face with someone that has come down and he was saying how much, um, I guess, uh, not slack, but like so much attention has been brought, um, especially onto, onto his shoulders uh, after what happened with that controversy it's it was just great to see that um he's now moved on to other things and you know he's paved the way for others to now to make reference to to say hey actually that's not okay <laughs> yeah ddk said it's not okay <laughs> <laughs> boom boom mic, mic drop there you <laughs> go there you go yeah i want to plug one quick thing because we had reached out to to um ddk to be part of our empower conference that's coming up in november which we're really excited about and this has been like for different shows and whatnot. You know, we always invite different artists to come out and just, we just want them to know that they're invited. Of yeah. course, we know most of them are busy, but <laughs> we don't want them to not get the invitation. That's right. just rude. Yeah. But um, DDK has responded to me personally a few times and he's just said, like, in, you know, he's a busy guy, but in so many sentences, thank you for doing what you're doing. 
I I just have to put this on air for my own records because <laughs> that's one of the like I was like oh my god Daniel Day Kim just answered me personally and thanked <laughs> me for what I'm doing you know what I mean yeah because when you feel like you're up against Hollywood and you're trying to convince Asian America that you know representation matters half yeah. the time to hear from him directly saying you're doing good things yeah. keep it up I appreciate you if I'm not in Hawaii I'll be there you know kind yeah. of thing and I'm like ah. Well, you know what? You're doing good things. Keep Aww, going. Thank and see, and Leo too. Like it I mean, means a lot. You I mean it. Yeah. I mean yeah. it. Yeah. You see all these people making it in Hollywood, and you think, man, I hope they remember us. Yeah. And you know, there's there's people like like DDK, Danny Kim, Leo. Leo. You always know that they have the community's back. Yes. Um, and it's it's good to feel that way. I appreciate both of you guys, and so uh. I think it's very symbolic and. We have the fire now. It gives us a lot of, all of us down in the trenches, a lot of fuel. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Like, Just keep going. Yes. Um, and on that note, I guess, um, well, what's on your mind, Minji? Um, my note was uh, it's, uh, also about filmmakers and actors and awesome storytellers. It's uh, The Tiger Hunter. Yeah. Is just finished its premiere weekend. Opening in 55 theaters across the U.S. Yeah. Which is huge. And it's, uh, at, it's at the direction of Lena Khan. First time Ooh, director from First UCLA. time director yeah. kicks so much ass. It was really funny, really heartfelt. And then Danny Pudi yeah. is like the best lead, ridiculous, <laughs> oh, great Indian immigrant in the yeah. 1970s. So for our for our listeners who um, maybe missed out, um, Tiger Hunter is a I guess it's a rom com, kind of yeah yeah um, about Just comedy yeah about. Um, South Asian immigrants in in the states in Chicago in the, in the 1970s. Uh, Danny Pudi plays an engineer who comes, who's the son of a tiger hunter, a great tiger hunter, who comes to the states to pursue, pursue his, his dream of like becoming a successful, you know, successful engineer, successful American. Yeah, and then comes and realizes his job doesn't exist anymore and has to make do. A lot of people who we watched it with, like it's it, it affects you because you know those are that those are your parents' stories. That's my parents. Right? Yeah, yeah, like, it means a lot. Like Minji's father, and she's mentioned this on the podcast. Started out making computer parts. Like he was yeah. actually an office administrative manager, mm-hmm. and would come home really late. And then he then opened his own company. But before that, he was like helping my grandma with her businesses. I mean, just like there's so many amazing immigrant stories mm-hmm. of. People who came with limited language, with with little to no funds, with little to no family, no mm-hmm. connections, you know, just kind of like yeah. really starting fresh. And I think those are exciting. I mean, they're, they can be heartbreaking. They can be really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that. we've seen plenty of stories of like people coming to pursue the American dream, but we haven't seen a movie from like this perspective, right? From like, I guess the Asian immigrant boom of the 70s, like people coming and there's this big um, kind of central theme of the movie where they say, in America, even the street sweepers have cars, and that kind of it. it, it I, th- I think that that line like kind of hit me really hard because like you realize that even though they're like struggling to make it in the states, they have opportunity, right? That they didn't have back home. Yeah, there's upward right? mobility here. Yeah, uh, and I think you know that's that movie and those stories remind us that um, our journey is still continuing, yeah. uh, but has been has roots uh, many generations uh, right. past. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, you can go back to something like, you know, the Chinese Exclusion Act. Right. Um, yeah. Something that is real, something that is a bill that is passed. 
Um, and just to, uh, I, I'm going to quote Alec Baldwin from the Emmys, uh, <laughs> but when he said that uh, when you're on your deathbed, uh, you don't remember a bill that passed. Um, you remember a line from a, a movie or from a song or a poem yeah. or mm-hmm. a piece of artwork. Mm-hmm. So uh, to all the artists out there that are thinking that you're some alone satellite out there, you're not. No. Uh, you, we are receiving your messages loud and clear. So yeah. keep going. Yeah. Absolutely. And hopefully this movie did really well this weekend. We don't know yet because we're recording this on Friday. but We're promoting I mean, we, it. <laughs> we, we want – this is the type of movie where like it's not your like typical like indie like – art film where it's like very like very abstract abstract this is like a this is so great comedy, it's like, a really great commercial comedy yeah great kind of like i haven't watched the big sick yet i'm sorry I'm, i apologize to the universe for not having done that <laughs> it's, on, it's on netflix now shut up yeah. already it's mm-hmm. still in some theaters really yeah I, I, in I la it's starting to stream soon okay well yeah. i'm gonna buy a movie ticket though because <laughs> i'm trying to contribute to um, that box office do yeah because you know, if this the movie does well, we've seen like Justin Chan's Gluck be like extended, and and if this movie does well, then we have more more data, right? Yeah, more more, more reasons more to make reasons movies like to this. say, hey, look, yeah. look at this data. We can um, people like this kind of content. <laughs> yeah, they do, and really? and it and it people it puts bums in seats. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and to Justin, <laughs> my God, uh, that movie Gluck was just uh, absolutely brilliant. <laughs> how did you react? How was how would you feel when you walked out? Uh, I was. Um, I just wanted to hug him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I I went to an early screening um, when he before he actually submitted to Sundance and oh wow um, we I've known him for a long long time and uh, he's a, a wonderful artist and a collaborator and so when uh, he asked me to come in to to see the film um, I was like oh I don't know like wow my god you know yeah um, and I kind of knew a little bit about what 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 it was going to be about but um, and I knew a lot about his past and his story so when I watched the film. I mean, I was just mesmerized. And so I uh, quickly uh, called him and, and wrote, uh, gave him a note because everyone was giving him notes. And uh-huh. uh, I mean, I just said to him, you're, just, you're making magic. That's you know, amazing. You're making magic. So you keep going with that magic. Yeah. Um, but, and he did. I yeah. mean, I think he's, he's touched a lot of lives. He's, the, the reactions for me, you know, I'm Korean American. I grew up in California mm-hmm. in the Bay, but, but you know, close enough. And and knowing that era, especially because I have an older brother who's mm-hmm. close to Justin's age, mm-hmm. um, all those it was very, it, it's very personal nerve that it hit. But also just like on artistic again, like that it's a new perspective that really has not been shared in yeah. any sort of like large format. Yeah, and I that in and of itself is such a breath of fresh air because you're just yeah. like yes there's other things than to remake Spider-Man <laughs> yeah, for the 97th right? time it's like different sides you know of I mean? a story that everyone knows about but no one knows about this side of it well a yeah, lot of people right. don't even know the story about the LA riots you know well, depending on what generation yeah, you're from you I mean, have no, exactly. and it's still so relevant like yeah. there's yeah. nothing well I mean especially with the LA riots people think it's a white black thing yeah, it, oh my God. But no. how it played out, it wasn't. It was a black Korean thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah in the absolutely. midst of folding it, so yeah. many layers. Yep. That's what I really enjoyed about that film. Yeah. Uh, I was in Australia at the time when, when uh, the riots happened. And uh, I, I remember um, being, feeling so uh, clearly, clearly the, um, the, the uh, kind of like the fight, the oppression that was happening. And kind, even though we're in Australia, but kind of being like, oh, are they are people after us? Like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, I was an yeah. immigrant, a Korean, and um, put yes. you on alert in a different yeah. way. Yeah, and then I, like... and then I remember I actually saw it uh, it play out in a Korean drama. 
Octeparam. Uh, and I remember there was a, a storyline that happened that went, uh, it was in LA. Uh, and wow. Yeah, I remember that very, very wow, clearly. I so had no idea. when I saw uh, Justin's film, I remember thinking, oh, it, it reminded me, it, it was a bridge of, of that time in my life. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's very brave. It is very. It's a story that, that um, I'm glad is being told. And yeah. I'm glad people are watching it. I'm, I'm hoping that it opened the door to other stories so that, you know, let's talk about, you know, Chinese Exclusion Act. Let's talk about yeah. Paper Sons. Let's talk about, let's talk about the gold rush and like the railroads and yeah, things like that. that. There's so many stories. And, yeah. and what, so I actually got let's to talk host. Let's talk about Vincent Chin. Let's talk yeah. about exactly. Yeah, man. Honestly, there's ways, to, there's, there's ways to yeah. go about anything, any story. You can tell it from a comedic, dramatic, yeah. horror, whatever, you know, <laughs> what Get Out did. I'm sorry. That's still one of my favorite movies this, this past year. Yeah. Um, um, but what, the one thing that I got to host a Q&A for, for Gook with the two actresses that mm-hmm. play the sisters and um, Omono and Simone and they're both just brilliant, young, beautiful women. And what we were all talking about outside and in the Q&A relates very much to Tiger Hunter too, that these are the stories that deserve light they're not going to get light unless we give it to them by watching it. So my plea or my call to action at the end of it was, you know, for those who were at that screening or for people who've heard about it and for whatever reason, whether like you're just a film buff or you're a fan of Justin's or you're a fan of (laughs) Danny, you know, whatever, whatever your um, connection point is, if that matters to you, it does matter for you to like get out and spread the word yeah. because that's that's the grassroots movement that we're part of always is like help us let others know that this stuff is happening, that it exists, yeah. that it's funny, whatever you whatever moved you because I was like a wreck after <laughs> I was like, yeah. I have to call my brother you know right that now. it was his dad that was in the film too. Exactly. Yeah, so oh my many gosh. layers. Yeah. So many, many layers. Many, many so layers. we have so whatever you know touched you about that. When there, there's such a diverse group of people that watch these films. It's not not just only Asian Americans that are watching it, yeah. mm-hmm. but it's also our story, so it matters yeah. for us to share. And if you want to see more, you know, find a way to f- watch Gook, find a way to watch Tiger Hunter, find a way to watch Spa Night and all the other great Asian American films out there, and that'll that'll send a message that that they should make more. Yes. And speaking of making more and doing good work, um, the Emmys happened this past week. Yes, they did. Um, and uh, we did pretty well. We as in our team. Our I saw team. the headlines. I yeah. full disclosure. I didn't watch them because I was dealing with home owner stuff. Being a grown up, yeah. Well, up. I mean, the and rest, the set. rest of the shows, whatever. So, I still haven't um, watched all those clips, but yeah. But um, the highlights. Um, Riz Ahmed won uh, best uh, yeah. the first Pakistani. Um, he's British, right? He's British. British yeah. yeah. Um, he won for um, the night of. Became the first Asian person to win a, an acting award at the Emmys. Yes! <laughs> it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Next up, um, Leo Nam. Aziz Ansari, <laughs> Amina Waith. Um, Master of None won for, won for uh, writing. Mm-hmm. Right? And um, it was really cool, like Aziz Ansari, because he had his, his moment last year, yeah. let Lena speak. And that was really, really cool. And then apparently they got snubbed at the, um, the, the backstage after area. backstage interview for the, the cast of some. Some what she got snubbed. They were supposed to like go get interviewed, and then they got bypassed by another cast. They were like, they were told to like stand by for yeah, this stand other back cast because oh wow, so, yes, <laughs> wow, what people had thoughts about that. Yeah, um, Donald Glover won for Atlanta, yeah, yes. and he gave a quick shout out to Hiro Murai, who was a big part of the visuals of that show. Oh, he, he directed all yeah. all ten uh, all the episodes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. 
I'm still learning. See, I'm learning about that as an actor, like how different directors or writers or whoever, you know, step in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't hear that that often that they do the, like every episode. Yeah. Yeah. That's certain, really cool. Certain shows have one director. Some like most sitcoms have multiple directors. But yeah, I think a lot yeah. of shows like yeah. dramas and like more like um, like one one camera type shows have like the same director. Yeah. Like Very Big Little cool. Lies yeah. was the same director. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I'm learning. See, <laughs> learning from the pros. Um, and. And Bob's Burgers won for Best Animated, who uh, one of the Kelvin. writers is Kelvin Yu, who yeah. plays uh, a character in Master of None as well. And I guess this is like, they've been nominated seven times, and this is like... Their first win? Their first win in a while. Like I think they won a while ago, but they, they've been nominated so many times. Bob's um, Burgers is so random. Yeah. <laughs> my cousin's in love with that it's show. It's pretty like, good. Yeah, it's I'm great. Just like, I'm just sitting there with my head cocked to the side. I was like... These are all guys. Like, <laughs> you know, and and actually knowing Kelvin, like his sense of humor is so funny, and he's so yeah. fast that I'm kind of like, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> you text him like two days later. Hey, yeah, da-da-da. yeah. There are a lot of great, like um, Jessica Gao. She writes for um, Rick and Morty. Like she wrote the Pickle Rick episode, which is like one Get of the most Jessica. like. Oh, the pickle thing. See, yeah. I don't even watch the show, but I've heard about that. Yeah. It's funny what pop culture teaches you when you're not, <laughs> you're even trying not to pay attention, but it's still like yeah. weasels its way in. It's it's great to see so many more, so much more, so many more, so much more diversity in writing rooms. And Leo, you were around. there, like enjoying the whole thing. How yeah. was the vibe in the room? See, this is the dream. I want to like live <laughs> vicariously. Uh, you know, exciting, you know, kind of. I, I I always say that it's um you know everyone's uh just at a, having a great old you know big big old party like how are you not having a great time looking all fancy yeah you know and so uh there there is uh pressure when you're nominated but also there you've got to put it into perspective that um you know as a little battler from Australia this little guy <laughs> you know suddenly uh, you know th- I'm on this show and this is happening uh, it is just a, a dream come true, and so you just you just sit there and you say you're grateful. Yeah, you say thank you, and then uh, oh, yes, I will have that glass of champagne. Thank you, or or three. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Keep Bye. it coming. Keep it coming. It's <laughs> the good stuff. I need to go watch all the clips now. I feel like I've 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 known the facts of what happened. Now I kind of want to I want to watch and experience it too. Yeah. Um, congrats to everybody. Yeah. I mean. Westworld was. Were you there for Westworld or? Yeah, we were there for. I was there for okay. Westworld. Yeah, and um, yeah. I mean, it's super, super exciting to be a part of a show <laughs> that uh, right out of the gates has really, uh, you know, kind of captured uh, the attention of so many globally, uh, so many people. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, we're up against you know tough competition, and The Handmaid's Tale was uh, was very timely, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and and a great show, but. Uh, Westworld's better. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. And uh, yeah, so it's just it's yeah. just exciting to be there. They're both very like very very dense shows too. A lot, yeah. of, lot of things going. Yeah, on. lots of layers. Yeah, yeah. That's why. So for a lot of the shows, I I I'm I watch a lot of like sitcoms in the background. Oh yeah, because. I can't. I don't have to pay attention. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I know I have to watch. Yeah, so that's yeah, the what, plan. After I moved and settled. What's the last big like drama series you've watched? I watched Stranger Things. That, that okay. I was like fully uh-huh. Which sitting I, yeah, and watching. I remember because Minji does not do horror. I'm, oh, very, I'm okay, a wuss, no. like to the nth degree. I'm like <laughs> even like Stranger Things, kind of like it's like kind of horror. I and mean, there's a monster. It's scary. Yeah. Shut up. Stop <laughs> trying to act like it's not scary. It's oh really? Scary. I dropped out after the fourth episode. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, oh, what's going? It's on? It's scary. It's like Goonies was scary. The opening yeah. scene scary. Yeah. <laughs> what? 
It's legit scary. Goonies is like comical sitcom-y scary. You're so well. You're saying that because you watch. We all watched it when we're like under ten years old yeah, or something. Yeah. I love the Goonies. Yeah, I heard it was good too. A lot of like yeah, my I friends have been saying good. that is really. I hear it's a solid horror. I yeah, just, like I, that that miniseries from like the '90s. Just like no, no way. I hate nope. clowns with the passion. Tim Curry clown is still the oh, worst. No. <laughs> and Tim Curry clown looks less scary than the like the current it clown, but still that's no. I yeah. can't walk past like those drain things in the curb because that's where the cl- okay. I'm getting like I don't want to think about it. Let's move on. Yeah, <laughs> really quickly, I want to give a quick shout out to um, collab alum Christine Lian who won an Emmy daytime Emmy um, I think a couple months ago for um, she's a camera person for a local affiliate I think in Baltimore yeah and they won an Emmy for their uh, for their piece so congrats to um, our collab fan for her Emmy congratulations uh, belated congrats I mean I just remembered because we're talking about Emmys <laughs> but um, yeah let's take a quick break and we'll be back to talk more with Leo about Leo and um, about visionaries all right, all right. yeah Hey everyone, it's Marvin. Thanks again for listening to this episode 139 of the Collabcast. The Collabcast, of course, is a part of Collaboration, a nonprofit organization supporting Asian Americans in the arts and entertainment. Discovering, developing, showcasing, and connecting the creative talents of the Asian American community. You can learn more about Collaboration and our programs uh, by going to our website at www.collaboration.org. And speaking of collaboration, um, Collaboration's flagship events are coming up um, this November in Los Angeles, California. It's the Collaboration Empower Weekend 2017, consisting of three events over the first weekend of November, um, starting with our Collab Comedy Night on November 3rd, followed up by the third annual Collaboration Empower Creative Leadership Conference. The conference includes workshops, panels, and keynotes featuring prominent Asian American professional creatives from all across the industry, including filmmakers screenwriters, music producers, executives, and more. That's taking place on Saturday, November the 4th. And finally, taking place on Sunday, November 5th, is Collaboration Star, the finale to Collaboration's nationwide talent showcases, uh, taking place at the Aratani Theater, featuring the best in Asian American performing talents from around the nation, as well as some one-of-a-kind collaborations from your favorite artists. Tickets for all three events are on sale now, so for more information, check out the website, empower.collaboration.org. Finally, the Collabcast is also a proud member of the Potluck Podcast Collective, a collective of independent podcasts featuring unique voices from the Asian American community. If you're enjoying the Collabcast, please also check out one of our other great programs, including the Korean Drama Podcast. Uh, the, the Korean Drama Podcast is a fun show that I help edit. It's a recap podcast where each show our hosts recap an episode of a Korean drama. The current inaugural season is being hosted by Will Choi, the founder of Asian AF, along with angry Asian man Phil Yu and his wife, and they're watching Boys Over Flowers. The best part about the show is, in, in addition to recapping the Korean drama, um, they also talk about their own experiences. Uh, for example, this last episode, I learned a lot about Wo Choi's eating habits and our host's preference between pancakes and waffles. <laughs> Listen to the Korean Drama Podcast and all of our great programs at the Potluck Collective by going to the website podcastpotluck.com. Don't forget to subscribe and rate um, the shows that you like. And that's all I have for this break. Uh, thanks again for listening, and we'll get you back to the show. And welcome back to the Collabcast. It's episode 139. Uh, 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 uh. We are here with our guest, Leonardo Nam. 
I'm so glad to be in uh, number 139. I've always wanted that one. <laughs> you got it. It was, the, it was destiny. It was universe handing your yeah. fate. Yes, 139. Yes. <laughs> it's um, wonderful for you guys that you guys have, uh, you guys have 138 under your belt. Weeks straight. Yeah. That's bravo. And we've, re- this guy. we've recorded maybe 145, oh. but a couple. We've, we've co- lost him. <laughs> what? The secret Someone files. who's it's a new just, homeowner might have maybe very, not recorded correctly. It's, it's very not a secret. <laughs> it's so bad. No. And it was a good one. It was about um, interracial relationships. Oh, okay. And I didn't press record. You didn't press record. That was the first time. The second time was, it, I think it just cut out. Like a ghost yeah, came and stole it. a ghost it. came and stopped it. <laughs> We're on. <laughs> No, I'm not saying that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Leo, um, you've been on quite a journey, and now we get to talk more about it because I remember we've talked on numerous occasions and different events and whatnot. But I, can you like remind me, refresh my memory, and everybody's listening about like the very beginning, like when did you get to LA and all that stuff? Because I love origin stories. I love hearing, uh, you know, before they were before, but you were you were in the making. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, um, this little guy was born. Born in Argentina, in Buenos Aires. Um, so uh, anyone else that was born there, soy porteño. Uh, <laughs> and then I moved to Australia when I was uh, seven, uh, six and a half, seven. Um, and, uh, you know, had my uh, education there until I was uh, 19. I was studying architecture at the time. Um, oh, yeah, you're architect. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> studied architecture. Did uh, you watch uh, Columbus yet? No, with oh. John. Yeah, no, I, I haven't had the chance. That is an architect's film. So, oh, it is. Yeah, yeah, it's all about design and like, yeah. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Yeah. Um, and um, he's another legend. That one. <laughs> uh, and then I, I, uh, I, I, I. Well, actually, my the acting kind of situation happened uh, earlier in um, in high school. My brother and I would get together and we would uh, put together these like plays and stuff, these like church plays, Aww. and yeah, and and it kind of um, w- once I started to understand the the power of of uh, that contract that happens between audience and performer, um, it, it kind of uh, it kind of was very seductive. And uh, my brother went off, and he is a, a fabulous um, choreographer and uh, dancer, wow. uh, working a lot. Worked with Madonna, worked with wow. you know blah blah blah. Um, has won several awards, um, and uh, he, so he went down that path. And then I, uh, I went to an all boys, um, like what you guys would call a magnet school here. Okay, um, and they and it was kind of geared towards. Um, uh, what do you call it? It was a technical high school. And so they didn't have drama, drama classes. Uh, and so I, along with some other uh, mates of mine, we put together and started a drama, a drama class. Um, so nice. I did my SAT, <laughs> so to speak, uh, which, which is called the uh, HSC at the time in Australia. Um, uh, I, did, I did it with um, drama and um we, so cool. yeah and it's still happening to this day so wow. a little shout out to australia to <laughs> sydney technical high school changing the game yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so i did that and um you know that kind of i guess started my journey of understanding that i can build and create uh my my future uh so then when i uh went to architecture school uh i remember getting off the bus and there was a uh, NIDA, which is the National Institute of Dramatic Arts, which is kind of like, you know, 
NYU, Juilliard, yeah, sure, Yale, yeah, yeah, all, okay. t- all kind of blended into one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, you know, we're just little Australia. We're just <laughs> little Australia. And, um, with big, big spiders. With big, big, big spiders and big, big land. <laughs> uh, and so then I, uh, I realized that that's kind of what I wanted to do. And so when I uh, auditioned for NIDA, uh, it was actually on the same day as my construction final, um, which is a big part of architecture. And Construction yeah. final. And so I made a decision and I made the decision to uh, do my audition for NIDA instead. And I remember I, uh, there was uh, two, three monologues, so two monologues and then uh, there was a lunch break and then uh, I did my third. And when I, I got down to the final, I think 24 or something, and uh, I remember I uh, did my, my, uh, my piece from uh, A Midsummer Night's Dream. I did my oh, puck. And lovely. Was, yeah, oh, you're a puck. Yeah, I love. That was great. I played Helena. And, and then I remember um, <laughs> the, uh, the one of the uh, acting um, teachers had come up to me and said, hey, you know, during lunch and said, hey, you know, I want you to know um, that you are doing great, uh, but I want you to understand and, and, and recognize that you're here and why we're having this conversation. I need you, and he said, I need you to go out there and I need you to see the difference between what is going on between you and the, perform- the, the other um, people that are in, the, in this final. And what I realized is that I was, the young, I was young at that time and the youngest at the time that I'd ever taken, oh. I think was 23 or 24. And so I was thinking, ah, you know, I'll get in, no worries. And uh, I didn't. Oh. And um, I was studying with a, a mentor of mine called Annie Swan, um, so sidebar, I feel like anyone and everyone as an artist or as a person in life, you need to identify and recognize, uh, and give respect to mentors and you need to keep cultivating them. Yeah. Um, and also mentor other people. Um, and so, uh, along the way I, I told her what, what had happened and, um, she was like, right, that's exactly what I think, um, you know, well, I can't remember exactly what she said, but basically was like, yeah, all right, you're going to New York then. And so uh, if you really want to do this. And so I made the decision. Um, you could either go to London uh, or New York. And every Aussie went to London. And I thought, nah, stuff it. I'm going to go to New York. And uh, I studied with Uta Hagen. Um, nice. Yeah, the legend. And so then that's kind of where my start, my journey started. I landed in New York with 200 bucks in my back pocket um, and you know slept in the park for a couple days. Wow. Um, I look back at that now and I think, what the hell? <laughs> but at the time, it, it was something that called to me. I was just so excited, you know, so excited. And young and hungry. And yeah. Like, yeah. And then when I got into the school, uh, I studied my butt off. Which school? Uh, HB Studios. Okay. Uh, Uta Hagen School. I, I took, I audited there. Oh, you did? Last oh, with year. Uda? Oh, no, not with Uda. Yeah. 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 Go. Go. Yeah. Everyone needs to go. Everyone needs to go. It was it's, awesome. Yeah. It's theater for all. Uh, and I love that, you know, I really, really believe in that. And so, uh, I come from that school of thought anyway. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, once, once that happened, I, um, I started to understand that this is kind of a path that I really, really needed to invest in. And thank God that I had a, a mentor in Australia that con- that really pointed me to the right, di- in the right direction of, you know, sticking my nose in books, sticking my nose in theater, finding yeah. ways, um, going to galleries um, going to tap dancing classes, um, going to ballet classes, uh, <laughs> yes. painting school, um, right. you know, everything, everything, everything. And so from that, that's kind of, 
how I, I started. I, I want to tell the story that, you know, I, there is a moment that happens where, for, at least for me, where I, uh, I know I decided that uh, I was on the right path. Uh, was when I was uh, sleeping on the floor of a studio uh, apartment. I was sharing an, uh, an apartment in New York at the time. And um, I remember I was sleeping in a sleeping bag. And it's a studio apartment. And if I you know, put my hand up to the side, it would, it would hit the TV. And to the left, it was the couch. Wow. And above me, it was the fridge. Wow. Only my feet could wiggle. And I was rollerblading at the time. I mean, I mean, what what a knob. I mean <laughs> I was No, like, you're my hero right I now. Was like, you know, it was bloody cold too. And so I remember I uh, I had like a red mohawk at the time, so it couldn't oh miss my me. God, I mean, anyway, nice. so I would like skate down to school and I remember I had a ten thirty AM class with uh, Jeffrey Owens who also was on The Cosby Show and what have mm-hmm. you, but is a very uh, well-known and prolific uh, Shakespeare uh, actor. And so I had a Shakespeare class with him. And I had to leave my house at 9.25. I timed it, right? <laughs> 9.25, I needed to get my ass out the door because he had to sign up for class. Damn. And I remember I'd gone out that weekend and just partied my balls off, right? <laughs> Can I say that? Yeah. Anyway, it's fine. And New so, York partying is crazy too because like the bars do not close. They do yeah, not close, exactly. right? Yeah. So you're I was sunrise. like going at it, you <laughs> yeah. know? And I remember waking up and then pressing snooze, snooze, snooze. And I remember thinking to myself, it was like 10, uh, 9.38. I remember very clearly seeing that. And I thought, I was like, if I cannot get up, <laughs> if I can, I'm, I'm in a bloody sleeping bag. I left my family, my friends are great. <laughs> You know, all of that stuff. And if I can't get my ass up to go to a class with a teacher that I really admire that for a thing that I really wanted to do, <laughs> yep. then I'd made it. I, I actually laid there for a second and thought, okay, Leo, you're just <laughs> going to party your balls off for the next month and then you're going to go home. Mm. You're going to go home. And then I got up and then I, I skated my little butt <laughs> over there. <laughs> And that, rollerbladed with yeah, all the... Yeah, really, rollerbladed. And then I got to tell you, it changed my life. It really changed my life. From then on, I really started to focus. I really started to pull in uh, my my life. I, um, I couldn't afford to go to Juilliard or to uh, any of these other universities. So what I started to do is I, I, um, I got their schedule. I got their school schedule and I found the teachers. And then I, I um, actually did the same mock-up as them. So in HP, wow. you could wow. choose what school, what classes you did. Yeah. And so I did the same amount of acting class, same amount of dance class, same amount of you know movement classes. And those classes that I couldn't fill in with those teachers, I went out and I personally found them and asked them wow. to do um, sessions with me. Wow. And so from then on, it really changed. Yeah. And so from then, then I got uh, uh, into Shakespeare in the Park um at the public theater nice. um and that i've was been in the one here in la it's oh yeah. yeah but the one at the delacorte in new york is absolutely legendary <laughs> i've <laughs> heard yeah what joseph pap did um for the public theater shakespeare and uh for theater for all again that's the school that i come from the school of thought hmm. i really believe in that and so for me that was a dream come true wow. um and while actually i was studying that's when i got uh my first movie the perfect score mm. um um and it was a, a lead role for you know for Paramount and it was with Scarlett it was Johansson it was Chris Evans um, before they were stars <laughs> and then we shot that movie up in Vancouver and then um, that was my segue into Los Angeles uh, yeah. I know there's a long way round to the question what, that you what asked what year was that Wait, 2004 no. okay I believe 
Um, and then from there, then I kind of stayed because then Sister of the Traveling Pants happened and, um, you know, there's yeah. history, I guess. I mean, it's great like because you're, you're of the same school of thoughts. Minji, Minji also believes that, you know, if you want to be a good actor, you have to put in the work. Yeah. Like she, she keeps, that's her mantra. Yeah. I'm very big on the 10,000 hours. Well, that's what I noticed is different with New York and L.A. because, well, I'm, and I'm from the Bay, so I've been kind of like keeping an eye on all things. And I travel a lot, which has been the biggest, biggest blessing to just see how everybody goes about their lives mm-hmm. in in all ways but especially with acting just because like la is all about who you know who you know <laughs> who you know which is important you need a network you know the business yeah. but then new york is really about the craft yeah and i feel like you kind of need to marry the two you know find some some because there's i mean let's be real there's a lot of people in, in la who are very well connected but don't really put in those 10,000 hours yeah. saying, I'm going to learn Shakespeare. They're like, well, what am I going to use Shakespeare for? You're going to develop a character. <laughs> yeah. You're going to learn a whole freaking language and yeah. like learn how to communicate something that is completely foreign to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think? Like, You're going to go on Game of Thrones. They're going to make a new language. you got to learn that. It's the same <laughs> thing. I, I don't, I've equated that. You have to just learn and, and experience and dabble and experiment and yeah you need to you need to understand that well, my there brain. is craft yeah. i think that it's a me- it's a mixture of things like so i've you know been working for quite some time oh, yeah uh <laughs> and i do still think there was something that john cho said um earlier where he mentioned that um part of the un- of our exposure has to also be that uh people behind the camera um need to know how to film and how to light us yeah so it's very true because when i'm on set and what have you and i can tell when someone is lighting for me like (laughs) we do not have the same color tones as our caucasian brothers and sisters we also don't have the same color tones as african-american brothers and sisters we we don't and our face shapes our eyes uh, our tone our textures are all different and so if they don't know how to light that we gonna look like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. That's like a big like. There was um, I think Vice did this did a piece or someone did a piece on uh, a video piece on the lighting of Issa Rae's Insecure. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And how it's like that was I yeah. loved. Oh, I that. didn't know that. I how, loved like, that. And and I've had the, like in different things because again I'm not nearly on that. I'm on my path and I'm. <laughs> Where I am as an actor, but even for different commercials, or like one I did for Wells Fargo, the the makeup artist didn't know how to do my eyes. Yeah, and I know how to do my eyes. I've been doing my makeup since I was what thirteen years old, and she was a wonderful woman. But my eyes have no crease, right? And this for women with eyeshadow. She, I love her. She was the sweetest woman. She made me look like a raccoon. Yeah. So it it messed with my head because I had to, I, I could, I watched her yeah. put her brush in the dark shadow and go where <laughs> it's not supposed to go. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, and I, it really honestly, it messed with my head and I was like, I look like a freak right now. Because the thing is, you're focusing on your work right. that you need to do I as a performer. I needed to know my lines yeah. and my blocking and I was like, I look like a freak. So I, and I didn't, I didn't feel empowered to say anything. She was a sweet woman so I, <laughs> and I was a new actor yeah. so I didn't say anything yeah and i just didn't i didn't even look in the mirror because i knew that it was like uh, it looked really dark uh, she went all up hug. in here so i i for, i was like just focus on just i had to have that mental talk where yeah. like just focus on your lines man don't even trip about it <laughs> and so i didn't look in the mirror i went and did my job and i did a good job because i had to forget about it yeah but then when i got in my car 
<laughs> and I looked in the rearview mirror to back up. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I had this moment. And then I felt like I felt crappy after when I was on my way home. I was like, wow, I look like a freak on camera. Oh, that's but right. like, it's, an, it's an internal video. It's for a, it, 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 was, it was a training video for their entire company. But it that's was, important. But that, People you know, say that, okay, it's just... When you know, all due respect, you say, "Oh, it's just an internal video." No, these are the decision makers, right? And so these are the decision makers that yeah. say, "Hey, well, that person looks like a raccoon. We don't want a raccoon, you know, for mm. representing Wells Fargo." I felt like I was like, "I don't even want this footage for my thing." Yeah. I was like, "I'm gonna. I don't think yeah. I." Like, I wouldn't put that. That's yeah. unfortunate, you know? And I've talked with different Asian actresses. It's one of the questions I've, like, asked them. I was like, how do you feel about makeup arts? They're like, oh, God. Yeah. No, but I have, I have friends of mine uh, that are African-American, and they, uh, especially women, um, and when they come to set and there is someone that does not know how to do their hair, yeah, it's a real thing, man. Yeah. No, yeah. it's a real thing. And I have seen that happen where I'm like, she got no idea. <laughs> she got yep. no idea what she's doing on her hair. Yep. And they look at me and I'm just like, uh, okay. Yeah. It's so It's y- a yeah, and yeah. I've heard this from women who've who've been on way bigger sets than I have and you know, and it's 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 just a thing. I mean, this is a part of the diversity yeah. challenge honestly, like with lighting, with um just capturing like somebody's essence. That's what the that's what they're there to do, right? They're yeah, there to it's, it's, get, that's get the your, art. Your that's story. What, that's what they're supposed to do. It yeah. seems like a small thing, but it makes all the difference. I mean, yeah. it really does yeah. mess with you because, like, you you you're there in whatever the scenario is, right? It could be a really dramatic piece where you have to be super yeah. vulnerable or really sexy or whatever. You need to feel like right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not. It's not being a drama queen like that. You're you're getting paid, and so is everybody else to like make this collaborative yeah. piece. Yeah. Lighting. And sound, man, huge oh. thing. Speaking of having the right people make things, um, let's talk about the HBO Visionaries program that you are you are the spokesperson for for this year's. Yes, uh, I am. I'm program. taking the baton from uh, Jimmy. Jimmy Jimmy O Yang, also friend of the podcast. Yeah, we, yeah. we recorded our podcast at his house. Oh yeah, so he was like sitting back in his chair. <laughs> and yeah, like, he's so funny. Talk the mic. He's yeah, so, funny. But you guys so are doing yeah, it's um, the second year HBO has done this. It's a short film competition where they're looking for films that Asian American filmmakers, Asian American, from Asian American who filmmakers, light yeah. and sound and do makeup. <laughs> yeah, from the APA it. community. So yeah. you know, these are moments where you have networks, you have uh, these big businesses that have the power to uh, put you front and center. Um, that are asking us um, as a community to say to vocalize and to mobilize, right? Um, and to you know essentially put our money where our mouth is. So um, it's a, a huge honor to have HBO uh, ask me to do that, uh, which I just jumped on with. Um, you know, I was like, yes, of course I'll do it. <laughs> um, and you know, come on, don't let us down, community. Like, <laughs> I mean, they're not gonna, but um, yeah. Well, I heard the first year went really well. Oh, it was great. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was great. Yeah, Leo, Leo needs his picture, his films to be better than the yeah, Jimmy's. Last, come, yeah. on. <laughs> oh my God. come on. Come <laughs> on. Uh, yeah, it, 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 I watched the, uh, the films that, that won last year, and um, I, that was so interesting, like just to see all these different slices of perspective yeah. of our lives. So this year, the theme is home uh, and the idea of what does home mean. So um, out there, I'd say to any um, aspiring filmmaker, d- stop being aspiring and just do it <laughs> and um, make it about home, yeah. Um, yeah. about whatever that, that means to you. And that's such a, like a complex t- like 
concept, especially for Asian Americans, especially for Asian people from the Asian diaspora, like what is is home? The home country is home. Our home home is home where you yeah. are. Like, you know, I gotta say, like, yeah. I I do, I really do appreciate uh, you saying that. But at the same time, it's not it's not something that is only specific to people that are Asian and the Asian diaspora. For sure. mm-hmm. Because if you say if you say this to the African American community, or just the Black community, you say, "Hey, uh, home." Yeah. Then people will be like, "What?" <laughs> what what does that mean you know yeah um so i i i do understand what you're saying in that but i i feel like people always put us in a different say oh we're in this other different category and it's so much harder for us you know no, it's just different it's different and, yeah, it, and, and it's it, unique. It, i think that's great yeah it's just family yeah it's just family it's just who you are yeah. it's uh and 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 as a as a filmmaker and as a storyteller, you need to be able to know what and how can I make this strand interesting. Right. You know, everyone yeah. has some form of a parent, a mum or a dad or none. Um, but you can tell a very boring story through that or a phenomenal story of right. that. Right. So yeah. I, I ask the community to... Uh, to dig deep and to go to your craft. Go to your craft, man. <laughs> Watch movies, um, you know, hear podcasts uh, and figure out what it is, th- what it is that makes a good, uh, a good story and good storytelling and of home. Yeah. And the benefit is, is that the bonus is when you're Asian, you're like, oh, I can, I can do this. <laughs> like an HBO saying, yes, these are the parameters and go ahead. Right. What would Minji Chang's home story be? Oh, I have no. I'm so I'm writing a feature. Mm-hmm. I'm working on one that just one. No, you the one, have one of, I have one of twenty, <laughs> and they're all actually for me as a person. They're actually eighteen of them are about family or like have family as a really big part of the story mm-hmm. in some form. And I actually had to diversify because they're so big that I couldn't fit it in one film. So I was like, I could turn these into like multiple films. You can make your own Bridget Jones series. No, it's, yeah. well, mine's a little the bit Minji more. The Minji Chain Diaries. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. There you go. I'll sign me up. So there'll be there'll be funny parts for sure, and then there'll be really heartbreaking things. And you know, like I one of the the one that I'm writing on, I talked about briefly on my podcast. Um, I'm writing about my brother's story, and actually that was inspired the day that Charlottesville happened. That day, I was like, I was I had outlines for five other ones that I wanted to make, mm-hmm. and they all just kind of got swept to the side. I was like, no, I'm writing this one. Mm-hmm. And it's about his journey. He was like a bad boy turned, now he's a lawyer, mm-hmm. but he's still a very <laughs> fascinating person in that whole thing. And his uh, it's based on an essay that he wrote for law school called Home. Oh, wow. So you're going to um, submit to the APA? That one's a feature. A- I have a, short, a different short in mind for APA. I'm going to submit. Do it. Yeah. Right. 100% do yeah. it. Deadline is in November. November 1st. Right. 1st, right? Yeah. So we have so a little bit of time. I got to hustle. But yeah. luckily for me, because of collab, I've been able to meet so many everything. So like, I have my actor friends from my world, from my school, but also from collaboration. And then we work with so many different music video people, like everyone who's like prospered. And that's the funny thing that I think is great about APA, about you, about us being in this room together. With collab, it's been a lot of finding the next generation yeah we, we we've been surrounded by you know leo when he first got to new york and he's sleeping in a studio where he can only move <laughs> his feet you know what i mean a lot of our friends we keep watching them prosper over the years yeah that's been the coolest thing for us because that's always a reminder that 
you start somewhere. You got to like begin. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you must begin. And the struggle is fun too. I don't know. Because like when we when we look back nostalgically, yeah. we're like, do you remember the time where Man, five people came to our show? A, <laughs> but yeah. you but then you learn in reflection. You're like, damn, I learned a lot. And yeah. I actually really hustled. Well, I mean, that's kind of, that's, that's the, that's also part of the fear, right? Why people don't start. Because they're afraid of oh, like, yeah. what if I yeah. end up... Sleep on the floor of a studio apartment, and, yeah, you know, with a mohawk know. with rollerblades. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> those you know, are golden moments. But it's kind of like those that that fear is also a very um empa- can be a very empowering um you know motivator. I agree. Um, and so you you've got you've got to look at the fear in the in in the face and say you know move aside, mm-hmm. move aside. Yeah. I'm doing this. So I'm, I've got you no know, one little example is like you know even starting on Westworld, it was. Um, you know, to have these huge heavy weights on sale. The call sheet is like a dream come yeah. true. <laughs> I mean, I'm not I even playing. I, I walked onto that set and was just like, what? I mean, <laughs> I mean you're, you're opposite Danny Newton, who was like yeah. making her comeback through Westworld. Oh like. my God. And, yeah. and so, you know, you've got everyone from Miami Hopkins to Tandy to this and that. And so, um, for, for, you know, going back to the idea of, you know, you need to learn craft and you need to know what what it is that you're doing and this is what this short film competition is going to allow filmmakers is to get a films under their belt so that they can then move on it's a stepping stone to a bigger one right you know for me you know working on westworld going back to the craft like my character how my stepping stones how i've created my character a lot of it comes from opera and so wow. it comes from that's the the entry point for me. Oh. It always is. And so I need to as a performer know how it is. I know what it is like on set and you know how much time you've got to wait and but also when you've got to perform. And so for for me that's only come from working and trying and being like actually that doesn't work and this <laughs> does work and actually this what it, it it has the feeling of of working, but something else isn't, and then yeah. knowing what it is that you need to do that get, has that plug or that hook, right? And so f- for me, you know, before I I start work, I jam with opera, and it's something that I mm. I for for this character that helps is so me. Sick. That is so sick. <laughs> so that's that's what I mean. Um, I yeah. love that. That's what this uh, HBO uh, short film festival is offering storytellers, and yeah. so go out there and make it. To mate. Do it and make it. Speaking of fear, one part of the fear also comes from expectations, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I, this is a very Asian American thing. We we get it all the time when we do panels. Like, you know, when you when you did decide to um, not pursue architecture and pursue acting full time, mm-hmm. how are your parents feeling about that? That's honestly one of the most discussed or most oh, yeah. asked things. It's oh, I think will be still for. Oh, quite people a long ask time. me this now. Yeah, today. yeah, absolutely. You know, it's been very well documented. Like people have, have <laughs> but but you know, it, it it says something wonderful about our community. Um, that there is reverence for those that came before us. Yep. And it's something that, you know, should be told in the HBO Visionary Short. <laughs> oh. uh, <laughs> home. Uh, <laughs> Hashtag home. Hashtag home. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I have a feeling like a good, like, probably 70% of your entries will have something to do with parents. Yeah, man. Yeah. 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 yeah, but were yours? I mean, how did they react when you took the plunge to New York? Or and, when? And are they cool now? Oh yeah, my mom was <laughs> just here recently, and uh, you know, for a long time she was always like, you know, uh, always trying to get me to go back to architecture. You know what I mean? <laughs> Always, always. Yeah. And so I'd have her at a premiere or something so, and then she'd be like, so this is great, but, <laughs> you know. 
it's, I was it's pre-med, so yeah. like I'm always they're like so. Yeah, you need to and you need to make like these badges, and to all these people to say, "Hey, you were pre-med." Yeah, I was pre-med too, man. What's <laughs> exactly, <that? laughs> exactly. So we're just like we're in that club. I understand. I understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I can't wait to see what's gonna come out of this thing. I'm, yeah. def- I'm definitely gonna submit something. Yeah. And the clock's ticking because yeah. November 1st be coming up real quick. <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it's important for all of us to know, yes, where we came from. But at the same time, you also at some point have to say, I'm just doing it. Yep. Yeah. I'm doing sure. my life. It's my way. Yep. Uh, you know, and if you if you succeed, it's because I chose to do this and I'm succeeding. Yep. Yeah. And if I fail, it's because I did that too. Exactly. But it also shows that you can keep going, man. Mm-hmm. Yep. So It's there's like, no, it's like making your own home. Yes. Whoa. <laughs> so deep, Martin. There are layers here, mate. Layers. Oh, my God. And on that note, we're going to call this podcast. Thank uh, you so much for coming. Thank you so much for coming, Leo. It's been great talking with I you. Thank so you for sharing your stories. Yeah, like, I'm so thanks. fired up right now. I'm going to uh. listen to opera. I'm going to go learn a monologue just because. Like, yeah, you should. Yeah, I want to I wanna add to my repertoire. I have like the same old monologues and it's time to, it's time to add some new ones. Yeah, man, and write some new ones. Yeah, I want to write my own. That's, yeah. yeah so I always friends. say that to people. I'm like, so come on, you you don't ha- like you've got to constantly be working. Feed the beast. Yeah. Yes. Feed the beast. I need to watch more stuff too. Respect the beast in you. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be the hashtag for this episode. Yeah. Hashtag yeah. respect the respect beast the beast in you, um, Leonardo. If people want to find out more of your thoughts, um, where can they go? Uh, I am on Insta. I guess uh, Leonardo underscore Nam. Uh, <laughs> the and, IG life. Yeah, the IG life. Uh, I'm also on Facebook and stuff, yeah. so please do reach out. Um, I love hearing from um, people out there that um, that want to tell stories. Um, I'm a big collaborator. I'm currently um, working on several. I'm directing pieces and, and um, producing uh, work as well. But one of the things that I am really enjoying doing right now is uh, uh, doing these poetry music videos. Um, so I'm collaborating nice. with different artists. Um, different uh, musicians and um, putting together these different pieces. So. Awesome. Yeah. Um, you can also catch Leonardo on the next season of Westworld. Westworld is the on best HBO. World. <laughs> um, as always, you can reach myself and Minji on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at collaboration.org. Subscribe to us on um, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Spotify, wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, leave us a nice rating review if you have time. And on that note, thank you so much again, Leonardo, for joining us. Oh, thank you so great. much. I really appreciate it. I have yeah. a couple other projects you guys should look out for. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. Some fun things. I um, I play Jesus Bruce Lee Christ with, <laughs> what? with uh, Kathy Bates. So uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> that a, just sounds amazing. In a, new, uh, in a new comedy. I'm watching um, that. Disjointed, which is out now. Right. Um, uh, so the second part of it is going to come out soon. Nice. Uh, there is another movie called Happy Anniversary, which will come out uh, on Netflix uh, pretty soon. Uh, and then, yeah, like you said, Westworld. Is, uh, <laughs> that other beast. The is one out. little thing, the one little project <laughs> thing I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, special thanks to Tim Atlas for letting us use this track Dive for this month's intro and outro. And uh, anything else? Have a great week, everyone. Yeah, we'll see you all next week. All right. Bye. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.